3: just follow me, we need a little controversy. So
4: we've got a lot of stupidity, but that's always the case when Democrats are in power. Got a little bit of a, oh, it's not a little bit, it's a big tragedy for our fellow citizens that reside in Indiana. We have a lot of listeners in Indiana, and um, proving once again that only the good die young, they lost a congresswoman in a traffic accident this afternoon. Her name is Jackie... Walorski killed with her Zachary potts he was the district director young guy and an even younger girl by the name of emma thompson communication director all three were killed as they were struck in a traffic accident by a 56 year old edith schmucker um all and she's dead too everybody's dead so a tragedy Proving once again, and if you look at her record, you look at her website, she's a Republican and she really spent a lot of time fighting for babies who would uh, suffer under their mother's murder, by their mother murdering them. She was uh, very big in the pro-life movement. She was also very big fighting for the people of Indiana who didn't want to suffer under feudal nomics, under a depression, under a Biden recession. Spent the bulk of her time fighting the Washington Chicago Democrat machine that destroys the quality of life. And um, she is gone. Hopefully her fight um, doesn't have to take place in the next round. Because uh, when you realize the magnitude of what is happening, when you realize the definitions that are being forever changed, the waste, the fraud, the abuse, you start to realize the predicament we're in. When you can see this kind of failure not only be legitimized through trickery and fraud, but you see the standards of the American people going down and down and down. I have said since the very beginning the idea we are somehow treating these people as if they're handicapped relatives that we must give a job to, in there lies the problem because there is no failure big enough. There is no fraud that will be an excuse to be used to remove Joe Biden and the other Democrats, the multitude of Democrats who come out day after day, hornswoggle and lie. But now we've got a real crossroads in this country. The crossroads is about something that the late Congresswoman fought about, Jackie Walorski. The crossroads is this. I'm tired of reasoning with the moron Democrats and the scourge among us, and I'm dead serious about this. The idea that we have to validate freedom at each and every turn. This is not an argument of Republicans. This is not an argument of Democrats. This is an argument of, are you fracking kidding me? Of course the baby is not to be murdered. Of course not. Of course not. So now you know you have a country where a lot of people feel like me. That the scum who would even contemplate killing their own baby should not be allowed to without prosecution but okay you want the mores of our society allow mothers to kill their kids right this is the whole thing but now you're going to take the money that is paid by me you see here's another thing we have going on in this country there's very few of us that are actual taxpayers. the vast majority of this country is on welfare It exists because it believes it to be entitled to. They are useful idiots of political pimps and whores, and they are the useful morons. But the key is they're dragging down society. This nation is bankrupted because of these scallywags. Bankrupted. It's over with. You want to talk about the debt and the tax revenue has never been greater from fewer and fewer Americans. It's never been greater. Six trillion a year, it's never going to be enough because there are more idiots than there are good people. That's just the fact. And the idea that they can have a party on our money, this is the problem I have now. Now, there's something called the Hyde Amendment. Ironically, one of the few Republicans in Illinois that ever did anything good, his name was Hyde. And he had a simple rule. But you got to remember, back then it was the 80s. There was a lot more of an understanding of right or wrong. His meshe- message and in his bill is this. You cannot use public money to kill people your baby go to the deadbeat father take whatever money you want to sell your food stamps for go prostitute yourself do whatever you have to get your money and you pay the abortion doctor to whack your kid simple because everybody knew that what the supreme court had done to allow roe v wade was political everybody every judge knew of course the baby is entitled to rights and protection you see that's government's only job Ironically enough, that's their only job, is to protect each and every citizen, protect their liberty and their right to life. Simple. But yet the government decides to abuse that power, to ignore that power, and in some cases to ultimately assist in the death of citizens like those babies. So this is the argument we've had for 50 years with morons, scumbags. Who not only can't figure out, how am I getting pregnant? Oh, my God. And then they use the old rape and incest, which accounts for exactly less than half of 1%. Half of 1%. It's almost the same statistic for COVID, but we'll get on to that later. Half of 1%. So they use this this outrageous accusation as if it's going to fit each and every one. Where's the clip, honey bunny? What where, where, where did you put that under with the dog sniffing? Who's that under?
2: Most Americans want rape victims to be able to terminate a pregnancy. They don't want uh, dogs sniffing women at airports to see if they're traveling to have an abortion.
4: McCaskill, dogs are sniffing you because you smell like fecal, not because you're a woman or you're going to have an abortion. That's why they're sniffing you. McCaskill. But she wants to throw out the rape victims before. As if dogs are going to... As if we even should even have this argument. Of course you can't use public money to kill your baby not to mention what's it cost to kill a baby nowadays seems to be they make a lot of money i know that's the spiking tourism attraction for for illinois right we'll kill your baby inside the womb outside of the womb i think they should have banners and posters because that's what democrats are scourge wretched scumbags where's joe biden here we go thank you
5: thank you thank you do i sign this order now i'm gonna sign this executive order right now okay
6: Yeah.
4: Where do I sign it? Where do I sign it? What's in it? Today,
6: President Biden is expected to sign an executive order aimed at protecting abortion rights. This order, in part, will help make it easier for women seeking abortions to travel to another state for access since Roe was overturned in June. See, now, 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 I have a problem with
4: this. Years ago, when I started selling real estate in Florida, Obama was in office. Gas was where it is now. Five dollars a gallon. You know, and when you call for a plane ticket, they'd be three thousand dollars. So I would drive. I would drive all the way, all the time. I would leave on a Saturday and show property on a Sunday. Drive all through those states. You know what never happens? There's no border checks. No, no, no. This isn't like Germany yet, even though the Fourth Reich is in charge. They don't actually say, where are you going? Show me your papers. None of that happens. So this is a false argument, a red herring, a lie. This is about paying for these scourge to go kill their babies. Paying the murdering doctor. This is about the government cashing a check once again to the beneficiaries of corruption and incompetence, the Democrat voting base, the scum among us. Scum who can't work. They're on d- different varieties of welfare. And now they don't even want to pay to whack their own kid. And God knows how much money their mother made just making the kid.
6: President Biden vows to do everything he can to protect women's reproductive rights. Let's get right to White House correspondent
4: Listen to the words, reproductive rights. Hey, you dirty pigs who want to kill your baby. You can reproduce anytime you want. What do you mean? You got the right to reproduce. What you don't have is the right to kill another human being. Even if you're related to it, you wretched scumbags.
6: I don't like word games with scum. Ellen Howell joining us live from Washington. Kellen, what exactly is in this executive order?
2: Well, Bianca, there's three main things that are uh, happening in this executive order, and this is in addition to that first executive order that the president signed back in early July. So let's go through those three main things really quickly. The first, as you said, is that this order is directing the Department of Health and Human Services to consider actions to, quote, advance access to reproductive care, include
4: Hide the spending in the words, you filthy scumbags. Health and Human Services... That's the bureaucracy in charge, ironically enough, of killing the babies. This is the one writing the check. You have one job, you government piece of garbage. That's to protect American citizens, even the ones that can't protect themselves, like the babies, you filthy Democrat roaches. But that's not what you want to do. You want to write a check to do what? To not just kill the baby, but to buy the vote of the scourge that would kill it. That's what this is really about
2: through possible Medicaid waivers for patients who travel out of state. So that's one thing. The second thing that it would do is ensure that healthcare providers comply with federal non-discrimination law so women can receive medically necessary care without delay. They'll kill all
4: the babies, no matter what. You, you know, and the funny thing about Democrats, they can't figure out who created this. They can't figure out that a racist, that a scumbag, that somebody who looked at other people as if they weren't worthy to breathe their same air is who created it. That's who gets the money. So when they say follow the regulation, they mean pay the Democrat scumbag doctor and institution that exists on welfare. And by killing its babies. You remember Margaret Sanger.
7: Do you believe in sin? When I say believe, I don't mean believe in committing sin. Do you believe there is such a thing as
8: as sin?
2: Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world.
4: There she is. The greatest sin in the world is bringing children in the world because she believed in eugenics. She only wanted white people. She only wanted good people. She didn't want babies that were born of minorities, babies that were born of poor people, babies that were born of immigrants. And she's winning because she knew something the rest of the Democrats and the rest of half of this country can't figure out. She she knew that they would buy anything if it was free, if they were told they were entitled to it, if they were told the very people who robbed them were helping them. She knew that before you know it, they would be fighting for their own destruction. That's what she knew. She knew more than Joe Biden, who signed something, and he doesn't know what day it is, let alone month.
2: And then the third thing is that this order would direct HHS to evaluate and improve data collection and research on maternal health outcomes. So How's that work?
4: Okay, Karen Johnson, also known as Whoopi Goldberg. This is the number ninth baby you whacked. Check. And now the government's got that data. And then who's going to be responsible for all the other health costs, not to mention the depression, the antidepressant pill? This is how you take an entire generation and turn them into not only willing slaves and loyal slaves, but ones that demand to be slaves. This is how you overthrow freedom itself. And you do it under the guise of helping. Sounds like every policy these rat bastard tyrants have. The
2: president is going to be signing this later today at the first meeting of this interagency task force that was created uh, with that first executive order that was signed.
4: Oh, there's an interagency tax force. What's the new budget for the interagency tax force? Is it in the inflation reduction bill? How much are these rat bastards making, huh? Just ask good old Joe. Don't ask him why his socks are wet.
5: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do I sign this order now? I'm going to sign this executive order right now, okay?
4: Yeah, where do I sign this? 312-642-5600. Are you happy that your tax money will go to murder babies?
0: Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer.
4: It's funny. First and only time I ever got advice when I was doing radio. Just was about to fill in for that Irish gypsy piece of garbage that used to be on these airwaves, Joe Walton. And uh, it was, I should have known. I think it was from him. I, mean, I can't remember. Be specific. Whatever you do, don't talk about abortion. It's the third rail of radio. I said, what? Why? Why is it the third rail of radio? Why isn't it the first thing you find out about somebody? Because if you're dealing with somebody willing to kill a baby, that should set the tone for the rest of the discussion. I know a lot of bad people. I grew up in a neighborhood of tough, mean, honorary gangsters tough guys, guys that would beat the hell out of men, women, and children if they owed money to their employer, kick their door in during dinner. I don't know a one of them that would kill a kid. Not a one. That takes a certain kind of evil, a certain kind of mean. So now I'm going to go from ignoring that to talking Keynesianism, macroeconomics, the philosophy of capitalism. Why? These are people who are willing to kill not just a baby, Their own. Their own baby. What kind of a rat bastard is that? Rich in Indian Head Park.
5: Hey, Sean, how are you tonight?
4: I'm good, I'm good. It's always depressing when you see a good woman in the fight. This is a congresswoman putting up all the fight for all the right reasons, and she's mortadell. Very upsetting. And here we got 90-year-olds traveling abroad. The the Chinese are threatening all kinds of things, and she's having a party. And her husband's going to get off at a DUI. Go ahead. Yeah.
3: I just wanted to say, I agree with you 100%. These so-called Planned Parenthood clinics, they shouldn't be getting a penny if they're using it to, uh, to
5: kill babies, to abort them. How
4: about the doctors that actually make a fortune, spending eight hours a day murdering babies? What do
5: you think they work 65
4: there? million babies. And the industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. You want to talk about a and sick situation.
3: And you mentioned this uh, Margaret Singer? Yeah. It's too bad her mother didn't have a different view on abortion. Yeah, but back then, even though her mother
4: was a tramp of the town, they still had a better outlook than these tramps today. Thank you very much. I don't know how I got pregnant. Here's an idea. Keep them on, honey, you filthy animal. Teresa in the Gold Coast.
2: Hi, Sean. Hi. I hate abortion. I believe it's murder, and I've been asked many times, what if I were raped or a victim of incest? What would I do? Would I have the child? The answer is yes. I would have the child. The child is innocent. Of course, the child is not to
4: blame for what happened to me. The baby how many is of the morons, human being? How many of the morons walking they, around right now? How many of them think that their mother was in the mood? How many of them think mother yeah, would, they have right? no fracking idea? Take a look at some of these right. ugly people. You mean to tell me somebody was in the mood? Somebody was up to chicanery. A lot of booze involved. Just take a look at the city of Chicago. Thank you very much. Teresa, I couldn't agree more. Tina and Joliet.
2: Hey, Sean, how are you?
4: Wonderful, Tina, how are you?
2: Good. Hey, I am old enough to remember when the worst thing you'd see in the public library was a hobo surfing Internet porn, but (laughs) the Homewood Public Library is hosting a a group called um, Adolescent Activists, Uh and on Wednesday, August 10th, the topic will be abortion. So that... Kids from ages uh, from 13 to 18 get to have a a uh, lively discussion on on problem. I'm betting that it's all pro-abortion, but yeah, that's what our libraries are up to these days. Well,
4: that's how you build Democrats. You have to stoke ignorance and give entitlement, so you have a bunch of children, and that's what a Democrat is—a child who can't think, yeah. lazy, doesn't want to do the work, doesn't want to do the effort, and just wants everything ignorant and entitled so you better build it among those kids after all wasn't i being lectured to about climate change from some foreign 12 year old dingbat shut your mouth
2: and you're talking to men and and we pay exorbitant property taxes to pay for this garbage
4: yeah that that uh, that's the greatest scam in the world the cost of the public libraries which are now what exactly are they good for everything's on the internet Every village should Absolutely. get rid of their public libraries. You want to give everybody a computer, you'd still be ahead of the game. I'll never forget when Squirrel first started with me. We had a guy on who came in to talk about how the library cost, what was it with Squirrel, $160 million? My poor guy almost fainted. And that's exactly what the people are being fed. Just, these are now political coffee houses for Marxism. That's what, that's what libraries are. That's what these functions are. And the idea that they take advantage of young kids. I hope to God there's at least one good parent for these good little girls to explain the only reason you're here is because I didn't kill you. Now you want to take that away from somebody else? Have a perspective. But Democrats have no perspective. What they have is entitlement and ignorance. Thank you, Tina. Ah, it's frustrating, huh? Poor Tina's probably paying what, 18000 19000 a year to go to Democrat Union scum public libraries that are promoting communism
2: and Marxism. Never forget what they really are. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself, And Alicia, in particular, are trained organizers. Um, We uh, are trained Marxists. And now that BLM,
4: not the Bureau of Land Management, raised hundreds of millions of dollars, they're real estate speculators. Ooh, isn't Marxism fun? You stupid idiots. 312-642-5600.
0: He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. On the Sean Thompson Show at AM 560. The answer. AM 560.
4: The answer. I love the stones. Let's go to the, the only woman in existence that could make Pippi Livestocking look like Soul Cretes, KJP. Here, Jean Pierre. Very aristocratic and dumb as a stone.
2: But how will you be able
9: to pay to help women pay to cross a state line to get somewhere else where they need to go, given the restrictions of the Hyde Amendment?
2: So that is something that uh, HHS will come up with the details on that. And
9: they, but you're about to sign an EO. Have they not figured
6: that out?
2: Well, <laughs>
6: oh, my, I love it when the media wakes
4: up. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're going to make it a law? You haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, that's how this whole Ponzi scheme works. Dimwit. You should be doing this on everything. They don't know how the frack they're going to pay for Jack,
2: honey. We're going to leave it to HHS to come up with the details on the specifics on how they're going to work with states if a state asks for a waiver and what that's going to look like. So this is going to be in their purview. They're going to come up with the specifics again with the details on how this is going to work. Uh,
4: Let's pick a welfare state like Illinois, a sewer state, a ghetto, where people are fleeing as if O'Leary's cow kicked the lantern over again. This is a big win for them. They can advertise all around the nation, kill your baby here, it's free. We don't even ask you who you are. Not a citizen? No problem. You could do a whole sales pitch on it, like a travel agency, and then you just keep writing checks to the welfare states, you know, the ones that are run by the mafia, the Democrat mafia. You know how it works. Oh, no, you don't. You know why? Because you're an idiot who got the job not because she can think, so let me yeah. just clear it up
5: just once, yeah. one final time. Yeah. So on the Medicaid, going back to the first question, on the Medicaid, on the proposal to have Medicaid fund uh, travel expenses for women receiving abortion, how would that not violate Hyde if it's using taxpayer it dollars to pay does for e. abortions? Now,
4: <laughs> because she said so, that's how, because she said so, you silly fool now she's going to come up with a new because it's an e-o what's an e-o virtually here's here's another thing why isn't anyone challenging his signature in court he is not capable to sign a contract he's suffering from dementia can't you see he doesn't blink he wets his trousers he stutters he doesn't know where lines are does
2: not uh, will not uh, will not violate the high amendment it is law and we followed the law here I
4: Sure you do. Then explain to me the $31 million to the crack-smoking son and Joe Biden's DuPont mansion along with the Oceanside one. Can you explain that? Sean Carpenter, you moron. Sideshow Bob. It's much better. It fits you even better.
10: John Joliet. Hello, Sean. How are you? Very good, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I just heard your, that quote you played from Margaret Thanger, and if what she said is true that, you know, giving birth to children is the worst thing you could do in the world, she's three times convicted. A simple Wikipedia search indicates she has So she's talking out of both sides of her mouth. And just one last point on her. Go ahead. Yes, sir.
4: Go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead.
10: Just one last point on her. If there was ever a white supremacist in this country, even time in history, it would be her.
4: I'm going to play the rest of that clip so you understand the, understand the context in which she was speaking. It okay. isn't when white people like her have babies. It's when everybody else does. See, you should have oh, yeah, to be, you should have to be white. You should have to be wealthy to have babies in Margaret Sanger's America. She's a eugenics oh. practitioner. This is how they believe yeah, sorry, they would have killed, ironically enough, they would have preferred to kill 70% of the Democrat base. Because they didn't see a use for them. They didn't know, or they were short-sighted. They didn't know that sooner or later they would actually be the willing servants to their superiority. Only now it's called government yeah, and the su- that we supremacy. Know,
10: yeah. And of the numbers that we know, over 70% of abortions are from African Americans. Of
4: course. He's, 65 you know, they're, 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 million kids. It's a staggering number.
10: Yeah. Oh, It's astonishing. Million.
4: And you know, John, the argument I always use, the greatest reason to never have an abortion is somebody I disagree with philosophically, but I have to recognize the phenomenal accomplishments. Barack Obama. Barack Obama is why no woman should ever have an abortion. His mother, 17. (laughs) His father, 33, and married, and not even a citizen. She has to go back to Hawaii and have a baby. That baby, raised by a 17-year-old mother, grows up without a chance in, in in the world at arguably the most race-tense time in American history, aside from the Civil War. And that baby grows up to be the president. So how many presidents we were killed in that a commercial that before his
10: inauguration? What was that? Wasn't there a commercial featuring that information, like I right before the coverage of uh, his inauguration? I, I think don't know. After I he think won, there was I, an I, effort I, to, to silence I, it.
4: After he won, I was very depressed. I went out and bought a lot of guns. Thank you very much, John. Appreciate it. That's what you do when Democrats win, because that's what's coming. John, East Chicago, Indiana.
1: Hi, Sean. I have two quick points. All right. Point number one, let none of us get too worried about this new public signing for this uh, abortion uh, program with federal funds, because we've got better than a 50-50 chance that Biden signed somebody else's name down on there not knowing it. <laughs> I said we should challenge these
4: signatures. I don't think a one of them is valid. Yeah, Joe Biden couldn't I open a credit card. He probably
1: card signed Kamala Harris's name. I think he oh. might have signed Kamala Harris's name on there. And then kind of, point number it, two. Go ahead. Yeah, point number two, they're talking about, particularly on the mainstream uh, news network channels, they're talking about, oh, this just great. Uh, gas is down 86 cents. Gas always goes down when a country enters a recession, when this country enters a recession, and, then, and while this country is in a recession, gas is going to go down, and that's another
6: proving point that we are in a recession.
4: And the other thing to always remember is that the government is giving away one million barrels a day, and it has pulled back its taxes on the very product, which is why diesel is still... $5.23, because they knew they could, could placate morons. That's who makes up the Democrat base. This is why they're touting it. It's not for you, John. Don't pay attention and don't get aggravated. Terry, Rogers Park, strong nails.
2: Okay. Uh, I heard earlier today that uh, uh, Darren Bur- Darren Bailey uh, was criticized for his comparison of abortion uh, to the Holocaust. I, I don't see why that was... Uh, so offensive uh, i think it was a very good comparison
4: he's criticized because he's pro-life he's criticized because he's not espousing a passionate corrupt welfare system of democrat policies he's criticized because he's asked, he, he's demanding for right and wrong and law and order and fiscal responsibility he's a republican in a ghetto sewer democrat mafia state he will be criticized and uh, unfortunately. You saw the kind of people that turned out in the primary for this fat, slob governor, trust fund, butter hand baby, who acted as a fascist king and shut down the businesses of strangers and literally put it under house arrest, not to mention the ridiculous mandates of a drug that turns out to be killing people. These are very important things to remember. But the good news for that fat slob is that the welfare criminals, the fentanyl dealers, and the scourge of politicians in the mafia have a very strong loyal base with the unions. Thank you very much, Terry. I don't see a lot of optimism there. 312-642-5600. Nick in Kenosha, you will be first when I get back.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, the answer. AM560, the answer.
4: Oh, yeah. See, at least, you know, back then, 70s and 80s, had ridiculous stupidity, Democrat morons screwing up everything. Yeah, had better music, Squirrel. Better, much better music. And they had something in cars. You don't remember this. Crushed velour, double stuffed. Buick Park Avenue, off. Oh, let me tell you, it was like sitting on a Pritzker. Very comfortable. Very, very comfortable. Although the Pritzkers would stink. So it was better than sitting on a Pritzker. Jeff in Cincinnati.
3: Hey, Sean, how's it going?
4: Good, Jeff, how are you?
3: Good. Hey, uh, three conditions that they normally try to uh, include in these abortion bills are rape incest and health of the mother. And don't you really think those are just loopholes so they can continue to do what they're doing? Uh, I mean, if a woman comes in and say says that she was raped, uh, do they say, do you have a police report? Uh, Who was it? Uh, It's just another way to fraud the
4: people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They'll get their all expenses paid. You're going to see that skyrocket from less than 1% to 80% because they're going to be told like they are at Social Security offices exactly how to circumvent the system. In fact, underneath you, I have a call by the guy. The guy's name is Nick. He's from Kenosha. He's called my show before. His mother was raped, and she had him. So, you know, this is the kind of thing. And then as the incest one, always, why doesn't anybody bring up Albert Einstein? Albert Einstein was married to his first cousin. That's incest. He had three kids.
10: What about I mean, I'm not promoting
4: incest. I'm not promoting incest, but that's just another thing. Of course, wouldn't rape and incest fall under the same thing? I mean, it, it, that has to be somebody that's raped. I can't imagine, aside from Albert Einstein and his cousin. Too many people uh, have that. But what do I know? I you know, There was that whole thing about Sicily. Thank you very much, Jeff. Yeah. Appreciate it. Now I got all my friends yeah. mad at me. All my friends are now mad at me. I know your mom and dad aren't necessarily cousins. Nick and Kenosha. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you?
7: Good. Uh, yeah, just bringing it up, it's, it's always a rough subject um, with, you know, uh, a lot of my friends. You know, it's, well, what about race? But it, should, but, but it, well, it
4: shouldn't <laughs> be because, the, you know, what, what, do, what do parents of, of loving families tell their kids when they're little? They, when they first tell them about babies, they tell them, you are the best of me and the best of your mother, right? That's what every kid is from a family with an IQ over 60. That's what they tell the kids. Right, And then what did a black sheep in a a family always mean? That was the kid who had the worst of the qualities of the mother and father. Right, That was always the black sheep. I got four cousins like that. Anyway, my point is, it doesn't matter. It's not condemning you. It's a testimony to your mother who knew that you had an opportunity and a right to live. And what you do with that life and the way you affect humanity, the way you affect everything, you can't quantify that. You're entitled to that. You get to decide what to make of it. They want to take that decision from you. And that's outrageous. It's just that it... No, no, I understand that, and I'm not saying that.
7: I'm just saying being a product of it is, is a really hard hard thing to swallow.
4: Well, I'm going to help you, okay? I didn't get along with my father okay. for many years. We then became very close late in life, his life. But um, there was a, a time when the idea that my mother wanted to have sex with my father really made me mad. So don't worry about a thing It has no bearing on you or your life, all right? Uh, sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, the reality is... It could be the one beautiful thing out of a terrible situation. Isn't that what uh, divorced people tell their kids anyway? Well, the marriage might have been bad, but we have you. You're the blessing to the marriage. It's all how you look at things. It's all how you have perspective. What you see from the Democrat Party is that they are constantly working to deny perspective, to take it away, to control the narrative. They're rewriting definitions now. This is because, premise one, You are trying to negotiate with people who are willing to kill their own kids. There's no point in trying to discuss the virtue of capitalism, of Americanism. These are wretched barnacles on the ass of America. We can call them Democrats if you prefer. I'll be back after this.
0: This is The Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now...
4: He's a public policy analyst, a professor of finance at Stockton University, where he teaches undergrads, graduate courses in finance and economics. He's been writing op-eds for 35 years in major papers. He has a new one in Town Hall, Understanding the Fed's Current Monetary Policy. He is not calling it the Schwarzenegger Ponzi Scheme, which I think he should have. He ignored my email. However, Dr. Michael Bussler is here today to explain. Hi, Doc.
3: John, how are you? Thanks for having me. It's always my pleasure to be here. And, you know, I should consult you more. I'm always looking for better headlines. I'm not a good headline writer.
4: It's a Schwarzenegger Ponzi scheme. I mean, that's the only conclusion you can come to. And this manipulation and getting morons to chant for their own bankruptcy as their so-called solution will throw at least 50% of the country into technical bankruptcy sickens me, (laughs) nauseates me, because that's who pays, are always the people who can afford it the least. And they're yeah. going to pay massive increases in short term debt, are they not?
3: Yeah, they certainly are. And uh, interest rates are, uh, Federal Reserve is going to get more aggressive as the year goes on. You know, I, um, I wrote in Cal Hall that people kept asking me, how the heck did we ever get in this mess? You know, how did the monetary policy let all this happen? So uh, basically, what, what happened was um inflation was not a problem until the beginning of 2021 now the federal reserve uh, should have seen at the beginning of 2021 that inflation was a problem and stayed ahead ahead of inflation their policy stays ahead of inflation as it has in virtually every other uh recession however they didn't do that now why why do i say that well the best measure of uh, inflation at the consumer level is the consumer price index. And prior to the pandemic, the consumer price index usually went up like one tenth of a percent a month, or two tenths of a percent a month. And if it does that, it's about two percent a year. And that's you know that's about where we worked. In January of twenty twenty one, CPI went up three tenths of a percent. In February, it went up four tenths of a percent. In March, it went up six-tenths of a percent.
10: That's in a problem. In
3: April, it went up six-tenths of a percent. Yeah. yeah.
4: So they were behind? So,
3: clearly, so they they knew back then that inflation was a problem. What they should have done is stop the bond-buying program and start to gradually nudge interest rates up. A quarter of a point, you wait a couple months, another quarter of a point, just like they did in 2017 and 18, it worked perfectly. But they didn't do that. They kept buying $120 billion a month worth of uh, government bonds by simply printing up money and, and expanding the money supply. And they kept interest rates near, near zero. That increased the demand for uh, the economy in, uh, as a whole. But for interest rate-sensitive uh, products like cars and houses, there was such a huge demand. And had a couple of supply issues. But such a huge demand that prices on these things uh, uh, soared. And because they left those uh, interest rates like that, that led to the inflation rate. They, they said at the time, inflation, this inflation is only temporary. Um, was the word they used, transitory. They said that this is transitory. Don't worry. It'll go away.
5: Now, every, every
3: unbiased economist would take a look at the huge fiscal stimulus, the huge increase in the, the money supply, the labor shortage, And the first thing you conclude is, we're going to have a severe inflation problem. Yet, they didn't do that. They continued, and they waited for March of 2022 before they started doing anything. That's why we're where we are today. But here's...
4: I I, I want your opinion on this, because I believe that they've been doing this since 2009. And that is, they're behind the curve because they're in front of the bubble. And they need to be in front of the bubble because they're dragging... Uh, uh, A phony economic growth. They're dragging phony prosperity to a very select few, and they're enticing those economic illiterates to partake, knowing that we now have this structure of too big to fail, and ultimately we have national bailout of bankruptcy. And this leads to a massive problem, because obviously, let's break it again and do it again, is where they're going. They know that they're going to cast fifty percent of the country into bankruptcy from the cost of their short-term debt, credit cards, and the rest of it. They know that. i, I very I, hope that, I really
3: it. hope that doesn't happen. Um, uh, but uh, the, what you're saying does uh, does make a lot of sense. Uh, these these they're going to push interest rates up. Um, you know, for those of us who were around back in the uh, Carter years and the uh, early '80s, uh, they had a very similar problem uh, called stagflation so we we are in a recession uh the biden administration won't admit it and they have some rationale for that but we are in a recession even if we're not technically in a recession we definitely have a stagnant economy we haven't had growth since the end of uh, 2021 well you have a a stagnant economy with inflation that's called stagflation the last time it happened was during the uh, carter years and then when the reagan administration got in the Federal Reserve had to really tighten up the money supply and drove interest rates sky high, uh, got the inflation out, but it pushed the I, co- uh, country into a severe recession. I have and it, Reagan I, got it out of the recession with the tax and, cut,
4: and, yeah. and he also, you know, much to the, 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 the misinformation, he didn't raise rates. In fact, at the time he took over, the Fed funds rate was 16.3. He didn't raise. He actually cut They just didn't continue to produce. This is something that goes without, you know, they're they're lying to the general public. I argue with the premise that the answer is to raise rates. What their answer is, is to disincentivize private movement of money and steer public movement of money. And that's how you overtake a private economy. And this is what's happened to my country, where there isn't even a sector that is organic, private sector growth. In fact, the pool is so tainted. With trillions upon trillions, we don't even know how to unwind it, and nobody's ever given me a reasonable answer. And how can you even figure it out? You've been doing this for 12 years. So they absolutely have to bust it and do it all over again. Make it bigger. It'll be the same thing. We'll just be older, however I'm aging beautifully.
3: (laughs) Well, that's always a a good thing. Uh, So um, we we were talking about before with the Federal Reserve and what – So what's likely to happen with uh, everything you just said and given where we are today? Well, the Fed is going to have to act like they did in 1981, raise interest rates high enough to make sure inflation goes away. Um, There are some signs that some markets, um, the prices are starting to stabilize and even fall a little bit. But I think the overall inflation rate is still going to stay high into the fall, uh, and I think uh, even though energy prices are going to inch down a little bit before they inch back up in the in the fall, and food prices uh, are really going to escalate in the fall, so I think inflation um, will still be uh, a problem uh, by then. So the Federal Reserve will have to raise the interest rates as high as it takes to get that inflation rate from 9 down oh, to Oh, it's going to it's gonna
4: be <laughs> terrible for poor people. It's
3: terrible. It's going to kill them. It's going to kill them for just the reasons you, you said. Inflation kills them, and then when they fight inflation by raising interest rates you know, for the lower-income people who have to live on at least some amount of uh, credit, it ends up clobbering them.
4: Of course it does. Clobbering them. And then the rich man walks away. The commercial debt deed in lieu, and they buy their stuff back at 14% of the cost, at 40%, and they brag about it in a country club. It's the same bull dung. Here's my problem with it. Why have, hasn't a group of smart people such as yourself actually said, look, you're doing this the wrong way? You need to segregate the debt. The idea that you sold this at 0%, well, congratulations, now it's 0% in perpetuity. That's the only way to fix it and the only way to bring back private money because you cannot have this Keynesian soiree and ever have a private sector economy that thrives. That's just my opinion. I'd like to know what you think.
3: Well, we, we, we certainly need more of the private sector, and I've always said um, you know, the least amount of government intervention That you can have, the better off the uh, economy is going to be. That's why I'm against really everything that the current administration is doing. Is doing. You know, Sean, you you take a look at the big picture for a minute, and the, the U.S. went from the birth of a nation to the number one most prosperous economy in the world in about 150 years. Right. Other countries, other countries were hundreds, in some cases thousands, of years older. Now. How did they do that? I think there were four basic principles that we encouraged. One, we encouraged individual freedom. As long as you didn't infringe upon anybody else's rights, you can pretty much do what you wanted to do. Secondly, we encouraged individual responsibility. As long as you were mentally and physically capable of taking care of yourself, everybody took care of themselves. You know, that family helped out, obviously, but everybody took care of themselves. thirdly, we had low rates of taxation. This was before uh, income tax, although it was just starting, and Social Security tax. We had very low rates of taxation. So you knew if you earned anything, you were going to keep most of it. And fourthly, we had a very limited role for government. You know, they, they provided certain what we call public goods, defense of the country, uh, a legal system, et cetera. But other than that, they just stayed out of the way. Um, and with those four, four principles, individual freedom, individual responsibility, low rates of taxation, and a limited role for government. I think that's what made the country great. Now, you look at everything the current administration wants to do, it's against all four of them. They want to limit individual freedoms. They want to control healthcare market. They want to control uh, the education market. They want to control, I don't know how many markets, but they want to uh, limit individual uh, freedom um, by c- having the government control markets. Secondly, they want to... Uh, Replace individual responsibility with social responsibility. Don't worry, the government will take care of you. Uh, Thirdly, um, (laughs) look, all this spending has to come from somewhere. The government has no money. All they have is what they take from taxpayers. So we're going to end up one way or another, whoever they do it to, we're going to end up with high rates of taxation. And fourthly, you're going to end up with a huge role for government. That's exactly opposite to all all four principles that made this, this country great.
4: And what you just described is the schematics that the Bolsheviks followed to overthrow Russia into the Soviet Union. It's the same thing that the fascists did to overthrow Italy into the fascist Mussolini. And it's the same thing the Weimar Republic did under Bismarck that led to Adolf Hitler. This is the recipe for disaster. And I didn't even go to South America, which is exactly what they've done. Mm -hmm. And now you add that caveat of debt that no one even talks about anymore because they simply don't know how to talk about it. It is so mammoth. It is so almost incalculable. How do you even figure out the unfunded liabilities? And now we just have these incompetent buffoons who've never worked. Doctor, this is the part I get sick about. They never did what you did. They never read the books you did. They don't have the understanding or the philosophy. These are political whores who have been prostituting. The powers of government for half a century. This is going to end in a train wreck, and I, you know, I don't want to spend my later life telling my my unborn grandkids how great it should have been and how better off you should be. I hate that, but that's clearly yeah. where we're going.
3: Yeah, I feel the same way, and you know, the country is obviously going in an extremely bad direction. That. Has to be changed as soon as possible. Unfortunately,
4: me and you, we run. We straighten this out in ninety fracking days. All it takes is a little common sense mixed in with a little capitalist principle. For God's sakes,
3: that's really all it does take. And you're right; it would turn things around and get back to the the spirit that we used to have before. Instead of this, uh, everybody's so angry at each other, and you know, one says one thing, and you're afraid to talk to somebody else if they have the other view. We just got to get away from all
4: this. Can I give you a tip, Doug? Because you're one of my favorite people. You're a good guy. I want to give you a tip on how never to be depressed again. Refuse to deal with Democrats openly and about 40% of the Republicans. Your little network will be smaller, but you'll be smiling. Trust me. I've insulated myself. I hardly ever bump into them unless I travel outside my little bubble. So I recommend it to you. It's wonderful. Nobody wears masks, and everybody's free. It's like America when we were kids.
3: Well, it's certainly very inviting. Um, I can't wait until the, the majority of the country starts uh, being like that. It'll certainly uh, be the way it used to be, and it'll be better for everybody.
4: All right, and you let me know on your next article if you'd like me to give it a title. In the meantime, I want everybody to read this one, Understanding the Fed's Current Monetary Policy. His name is Dr. Michael Busler. You can find him at Town Hall, among other places. Thanks for everything you do. And as soon as I uh, get enough ballot harvesters and some union thugs to steal the office for me, I'm going to whistle you in for my Fed policy, okay?
3: That sounds great. Nice (laughs) seeing you, Sean. look forward to doing this again.
4: You take care. Talk
3: to you after this.
0: Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois,
4: in the upper Midwest, in the nation,
0: and around the world, this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
4: What is this? Oh, from the Terminator. Terminator 1 or 2? Those are the only two. I actually like them all. Very good. Terminator 1, this is, right? I'll be back. Oh, might have been 2. All right. Well, in the meantime, we've got moron 2. Moron number 2 under Barack Obama. You remember when Obama said this?
5: Listen now, I will cut taxes. Cut taxes for 95% of all working families because in an economy like this the last thing we should do is raise taxes on the middle class
4: yeah he was charismatic of course a liar he didn't do that in fact he massively increased the burden on everybody um, by increasing our your insurance premium 400 percent. not to mention the inflation he started the stagflation he had also because he liked to spend like a drunk with dementia and that's where we are now here in America under his vice president dementia Joe Biden.
6: When you hear that they named it the Inflation Reduction Act, do you just laugh out loud? I mean, do you do you do you do you, you know how Washington works? But do you see the sort of irony in in, in tacking on another seven hundred billion with tax in, increases and spending involved? Does that in any way look like an inflation reduction bill to you? Now, that is Kernan
4: at CNBC, who for, I don't know, 20 years, has been very friendly to Democrats, but they can't hold it in anymore because Kernan has some self-respect. He says, come on now, are you fracking kidding me? And that should be the reaction. The good news for Joe Biden and the easiest, easiest vice president this country's ever had the best lunch chain in Washington is the people that supported them in the beginning are too stupid to understand the destruction they've done to the economy. They don't care. And when it gets real bad, they're just going to ask for more cheese. you got to get that government cheese. Now we're going to take a call from Winnetka, which is very dicey, because Winnetka has a lot of slip-and-fall Mercedes Marxist lawyers who are predators on the dumb Democrats. And then they run the Winnetka because, they after all, they don't want to raise their kids around the Democrats in Chicago, which makes sense. But I think I've talked to this guy before. I think he's on my team. Daryl Wanetka.
6: Hey there, Sean. No, I'm not a Democrat, so don't you worry about that. Uh, Daryl, how I do you do it?
4: Response. Before, I'm going to let you talk. But how do you do it? How do you just go out of your house? you got to run to the store. You're surrounded by these Mercedes Marxists and their third wives, who all used to work at the Crazy Horse. And now they have Louis Vuitton purses,
6: and they're aristocrats. How do you do it? Oh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people to be worried about. <laughs> uh, it's Uh, as far as my surroundings go but anyways what i wanted to say was the last guy you had on he was talking about how america became the most prosperous country in 150 years and he had the four principles that he thought of but i think he forgot about four other uh ways that america became the most prosperous country and that is chattel slavery colonialism ruthlessly invading and extracting resources from around the world and the exploitation of labor both in the u.s and other countries
4: but daryl all of those things did happen. You're exactly right. But all of those were were policies of King George. All of them. And it took us, the real Americans who believed in the principles of the Enlightenment, to go and stab that fat bastard and his soldiers. My ancestors particularly. Pitchforks. They fought what was known as the greatest military in the world. And you know what happened? They folded. They like continued his legacy afterward. No, no, no. That's some people. And ironically, no, you do American remember history. the beginning of the country. There that's were only the a third of, of the America. people. No, no, no. That's the history of Great Britain. There were only a third of the Americans that believed in that policy. Another third were like your neighbors and didn't give a rip. And then there was a third of me, baby. And I'm the one to worry about. Because I don't, bl- I'm I'm with you. I don't, I don't support any of that. And for decades, for generations, people that's like me, America be- Americans like me, were fighting for the right idea. Now, I understand you're all torqued up and you think America's a bad place because you were given a misinformation. In fact, we eliminated all of those policies. The slaves, this is the second call in two days, right? The slaves and the You have to understand what East India Trading Company was. That was King George's front. That's who brought the slaves here. We got rid of it. We got rid of it right after we killed every one of those colonialists. Yes, we did. We got rid of it. And we've been dragging two-thirds of this country around by their lazy, useless, willing slave mentality where they just want a king to make them safe, make them rich, and provide all kinds of things for them. That's not what built the country from the youngest to the richest. But I know you're in Winnetka. You didn't get good education. You were taught by one of those first wives of your neighbors. You know those ones that age and then right after the divorce, they get thrown out. They got to move like three towns over. Carl, Villa Park.
6: Hey, Shannan, thanks for
4: taking my call. Anytime. Um, just a little bit ago,
6: I, I heard uh, a couple callers call in talking about Margaret Sanger. Yeah, she was a and peach. And I don't know if you, pardon? She
4: was a real peach and a good looker. Yeah, for 1930. For a Democrat, their standards are are pretty low. Pretty much, if they're not walking around on their hands, they're they're okay. Go ahead.
7: <laughs> but I
6: don't know if
4: you
7: had ever heard this or not. But a couple of years ago, I saw her being interviewed on TV.
4: Yeah, and <laughs> that was hard. She died man. many, so you must have saw an old clip. She died long time ago. But go ahead. No, it wasn't her. It was the Hildebeest. Oh, you're talking about the Duchess of Chafington, Hillary Clinton.
7: Yes, and as God is my witness,
4: she was asked
7: about who inspired her, and she said, Well,
4: Margaret Sanger is my idol. That makes a lot of sense. Margaret Sanger was a government supremacist, too. After all, that's what the Democrats are government supremacists. 312 642
8: 5600. Excuse me. (coughs) (laughs)
0: Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
4: Nice pull, squirrel. Interesting times as... Willing slaves turn to their abuser for help and demand more slavery. After all, that's what the policy of collectivism is. Citizens are slaves, the all-powerful government the master. This is what the American Democrat mafia has been promoting for half a century. They just need a couple of real good false arguments. Ross Oak Forest. Hi, how Ross? you doing, Sean? Thanks. How, how are you, buddy? Can you hear me? I can hear you now, good yes. Going
5: good. Thanks for taking my call. I listen to your show every night on my drive home from work. Love it. Um, just just wanted to address the last caller talking about, you know, so far in the past for our country, I mean, we've come a long way. And I, I, I think it's time to, to move, focus on moving forward. We've got things that, that have happened. But it's, I mean, where we're at as a country right now, we need to embrace principled living, and we need to embrace hard work ethics that our that our parents should have if they haven't. But you know, but they, they but see have... every
4: every collectivist, every totalitarian movement needs propaganda, needs misinformation, and needs a false hatred and a false answer. And that's what the American Democrat Party has. Now some of the accusations are based in truth. When he says colonialism, we practice colonialism, <laughs> is he referring to the modern day foreign policy of Democrats and Republicans? Okay. Fine. You want to do that, or you want to talk about the old days? And this problem I have with this old day, with the old days, is that we've lost the perspective because for generations they've been teaching kids misinformation. Of course, the country had slaves. The first ones were white, and the first ones were indentured servants. There's a an author um, who wrote a book called. Black Rednecks and White Liberals. His name is Thomas Sowell. And he goes through the accurate history of America. It's a fascinating book, Ross. If you have a chance to pick it up, please do. You can find it on Amazon. And he goes through the correct history of how the vast majority of Americans come from people who sold themselves into indentured servitude for 12 years was the cost of the ticket to come here to America. So there's a lot to, 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 to know, but the one thing to be proud of is that we got rid of an ideology that was brought to us by the king. We fought him for the very reason he's the original slave trader. East India Trading Company. Take a gander at it. All the books that talk about those were all his ships. That was all him. We fought it off because this country was inhabited, luckily, by men who embraced a concept for the time, which was relatively new, called the Enlightenment. And that's the premise of our, own, our, of, of our constitution, of the founding of the nation, of the ideology of it. America is not a place as much as people want it to be. It's an ideology of freedom versus tyranny. And this is what we're fighting. Ironically, these people who pretend that they hate the government so much, their answer is more government control, more government. They're really Soviets and they're Marxists and they're socialists and they're communists. That's what they really are. And they're going to use every lie they can, every argument to balkanize and separate Americans. Because they can't afford you to be proud of the concept of America, which is what we should always be proud of. In this country, you represent, you don't rule. These are the willing slaves, and they're always Democrats. They live in Winnetka, and they don't venture into the ghettos that their ideology builds. Yeah.
5: I was always raised to be proud upon your own personal accomplishments, and you're the master of your own destiny. You're accountable for your future, and, and that's been my creed I've lived by, and I think we've gotten away from that. As Americans, we've, we've got so many advantages here, and we complain about all the disadvantages that may exist. But,
4: And if we can get back to those principles, I, we're going to win. Because the principles and the actual law that is the shield of the free man is what ironically I think will be used to beat off a rogue, totalitarian, corrupt government. And all we gotta do is implement the right place. I got a guest coming on at six oh five. I know you're probably gonna be home, but you can get the, the show on download on iTunes and podcast. Take a take a listen. I'm gonna have Larry Clayman on at six oh five. I can't wait to talk to him. We need to sue this corrupt government supremacist. That's what he is. That's what they are. They're government supremacists. And their idea of balkanizing this society so they can implement their corrupt tyranny is not gonna win. Steve, Illinois. Very vain. Hi, Sean. Good you
6: evening. Don't want to get good evening. Audited, How are you?
4: you? Good. You don't want to get audited, do you? It's very smart for you to say Illinois. I hope you're calling from Minnesota. Go ahead, Steve.
6: Uh, good evening. Um, hey, Sean. Did you see the Epoch Times uh, raw footage of January 6th with the documentary with the uh, the officer who ran the LA uh, the uh, the Olympics uh, many years ago?
4: I will never lie to you, Steve. I did not see that particular documentary. No.
6: Okay. Okay. Uh, I think this would unite a lot of Americans if everyone watched this and watched the raw footage from all the different camera angles, and how this officer goes through point by point, and he shows the DC officers shoving people off, um, the how they were throwing incendiary uh, objects into uh, the flashbang, into uh, crowds of people, and shooting at them from above when they were just standing. They were, they were simply standing still, and they were shooting from above um, with these uh, projectiles. And as this guy pointed out, he said they're going to hit somebody in the head or the yeah. eye. Um, I but, will check uh, it out, Steve,
4: and I can find it at Epoch it, Times.
6: Yeah, yeah, and Twitter, as soon as this came out, Twitter, Twitter. Oh, the NSA
4: is jamming Steve's phone. All right, I, well, you broke up on us, Steve, <laughs> but I want to thank you very much for the tip-off. And when it comes to... Uh, january 6th you were sold the idea of an insurrection you can have an insurrection with a bunch of overweight men and women Ooh, look at the insurrection they look like a bunch of fat guys the only guy that was in shape was the guy in the viking costume and he was too high to do anything he wanted to rub his ass on uh, on uh, nancy pelosi stapler that's what he wanted to do after all where's adam kinzinger honey bunny where is he Did you put him up here for me the weasel that he is probably put it under something obvious like Kinsinger. All right,
2: let's bring in Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger of Illinois. He serves on the January 6th committee. He's also on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Sir, thank you for being with us this morning. What is this signaling to you that Cipollone has been subpoenaed? Uh, what does that tell you about where DOJ is going here?
9: Well, I don't, again, I don't know that this, I, you guys are reporting it. I'm sure it's true. Um, I haven't heard this from the committee's perspective. Just generally, I'll say uh, this is probably bad for president, former President Trump. I mean, this is, if, if uh, he goes in front of the grand jury, it shows that this is more than, you know, what did John Eastman do, the uh, attorney that basically came up with that crazy scheme to overturn the election. Uh, and it probably is a very deep interest in what the president did. And so I think, you know, in terms of their negotiations, uh, they, uh, obviously the Justice Department knows better what they can, in essence, get around when it comes to, say, executive privilege. Um, and so I hope they you know, go at that judiciously. I hope I hope Pat Cipollone actually just tells the truth. I have no doubt that he hasn't, but there's no reason to protect particularly criminal behavior or what could potentially be criminal behavior behind executive executive privilege. So we'll see where this goes. But there's no doubt that this uh, investigation has developed further along than where we either knew it was or thought it was a few months ago. Yeah, that's
4: good. Tens of millions of dollars, all of this nonsense. And they have nothing. But what Adam Kinzinger and Never Trumper did is raise millions of dollars. And does the Department of Justice ever want to investigate any of the inside trading partaken by congressmen and their staff? You want to investigate how Adam Kinzinger worth millions of dollars being a bust out? I, I'd like to have the Department of Justice do that. But political navigators and pimps like Adam Kinzinger are congressmen. And now they're going to pretend that they are onto something. They're onto nothing. And I want to know what. Happened to the guy that shot Ashley Babbitt in the neck That's the only real victim of January 6th 312-642-5600
0: Call Sean now 312-642-5600 AM560
4: The answer Now you're just teasing me now been punching the face to this song too What do you think of that? We should start to comprise a list All the songs I've been punched to Let's go to Greg and LaGrange Hey, how you, how you doing, Sean? Good, Greg. How are you?
7: Good. Uh, someone should uh, remind Mr. Kinzinger that there's something called due process that's missing from some of these uh, show trials.
4: Kinzinger's not um, interested <laughs> in that. He's interested in fluffing up his pack, his never trumper, pedophile, Lincoln Republican pack. That's what he's. And then he's going to move on to be a nice lobbyist. He's going to really I rake don't... it in. Never worked a day in his miserable life, yet he's worth millions. Uh, don't know how it happened. Oh. Uh, I'm not, I'm not
7: backing any side here. Just give people due process that the Constitution guarantees us. Let's get back to the sins of our country, that every country has committed sins. There's no doubt, right?
10: Well, Africa so has, has
7: we what, 700,000
4: to slaves today. Today, right well, now. 700,000 slaves in Africa. But let's look, let's, look beyond, let's look beyond some of
7: those outside issues and let's look at some of the inside issues and how we tried to make things equal. And after the Civil War... If you were to look at Thomas Sowell and look at some of his talks, especially when he was on with Bill Buckley on firing, firing Line, when they did comparisons of different countries and different ethnic groups in different countries, one of the things Thomas Sowell said very clearly was that the African-American, the black people in America, after the Civil War, up to up through the 1920s, had made tremendous gains in in education, business acumen, family life, everything. They, they achieved more in a shorter period of time, well, of I believe, he said, than any other ethnic group because they were just as capable as anybody. They had nuclear families. They had work ethic. Well, that was before the, the, and the Democrat
4: learned. welfare so, program, which paid them to exactly. be slaves again to the party. And exactly. among other people, so Sean, not just them. Sean,
7: so, Sean, the bondage back then in the Civil War times and, and, beyond and earlier was the physical bondage. You were physically bonded and you were... You were enslaved. All that's changed is the method of enslavement. Now, the enslavement is through these big government programs that enslave the mind, that twist the mind, that hurt children.
10: And we're we're here here for the payoff.
7: And what's the common denominator? The Democrats. And these groups of Democrats right now are the most radical we're going to see, I'm going to see in my lifetime. I can't imagine they get any more radical. These people are out to change America fundamentally. They don't want America. They want well, their version of America. I think we and also we need
4: to we also need to realize that America changed fundamentally prior to this movement. America changed fundamentally uh, as Americans of all races adopted the philosophy of socialism in a form they enjoyed, in a form they thought that paid off. Isn't that music already, Squirm? What do I have Hold to talk to team. to gets you more time? Yeah. See what you did, Greg? We burned the whole segment. Thank you. Len at the Merc, I'm sorry I didn't get to you, babe, but the music is on. The good news is I got a hell of a last hour. You are going to want to stay tuned after this.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show.
4: I have been looking forward to this for at least seven days. I think that's when I asked my honey bunny to get me my next guest. I've admired him for decades because for decades he's been putting up a fight. He is a warrior for Americanism. He's been fighting for you, and you didn't even know it because he's fighting for the principles of liberty, for the enlightenment. He's the author of a book, uh, It Takes a Counter-Revolution, Wake Up America. He's also the founder and former chairman of a very successful non profit foundation called Judicial Watch. He's the current chairman of Freedom Watch. None of those reasons are why I have him. His name is Larry Clayman. How are you, Larry?
8: Uh, Doing as well as can be expected, living in communism.
4: And this is why I had you on, because you are somebody who understands the principles of my America, of American law. It is to be my shield, not the spear of the totalitarian fascist, whether he's a Democrat or a Republican. And I'm tired of it being their spear. I want it to be my shield. So I want to know... Do I have grounds? And I'm dead serious about this. When, You know, here in Illinois, I'll tell you why I had Honey Bunny contact you. Here in Illinois, Big Pharma had a settlement because for years they colluded with our government and um, FDA and the rest of it. And they they, uh, approved OxyContin, which led to the opioid crisis. So they said, okay, we're going to settle the opioid crisis right as they had a monopoly on the vaccine and others. And they gave politicians... Hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars because American citizens suffered and died and were lied to. How in the world is this legal for Pritzker and other Democrat political whores to get this settlement and then open up and fund more union extortion labor mafias and the rest of it? How how can this be legal?
8: Well, it's not legal, but it's corrupt. And the problem is, and I write about this in my book, citing Jefferson, I dedicated my book to Jefferson, takes a, a counter-revolution, wake up America, is that federal judges in particular, he was against them in Article Three, unelected, unaccountable to the people, thinking they're there for life. They're not really, but that's the way it's shaken out over years. Uh, they serve for good behavior. Uh, don't represent the American people. They're unelected. They are the product, they're the yes-men, of the special interest groups, whether it's big pharma or labor unions or big corporations, and they pay them back for putting them on the bench. And that's assuming, you know, so-called legal campaign contributions. That's what got them their job. And many of them are just outright corrupt. Many of them, you know, take bribes. I mean, And they have been caught every, every now and then. It's very rare because the FBI doesn't want to, you know, go against the judges because they depend on them for convictions. But our legal system, and I can tell you this as a lawyer of 45 years, is the most corrupt profession in the United States. And it is the biggest problem because we're left unprotected. We have no peaceful and legal means to decide disputes. And that's what gives rise. And it was peaceful, by the way, January 6th. But that gives rise to people, you know, boiling over and going into the Capitol on January 6th. And, and it will not address these issues. And the powers to be uh, keeps them, you know, in the dark.
4: And I'm trying to avoid this because I believe that all violence is, is, is the outcome of the lack of, of recourse, the lack of communication, and ultimately an act of frustration and ignorance. So I'm trying to actually avoid this. But when I have states that say we are going to nullify American law, we are going to declare ourselves a sanctuary city, and the ramifications of that, are a massive uptick in drugs, a massive uptick in violence, mm-hmm. and a massive uptick in deaths. Do I not have recourse by suing these very politicians who made this decision to nullify law?
8: Well, here's the problem, too. And this is why uh, we have our citizens' grand juries, because the legal system won't address it. You don't, you don't have standing to sue the politicians. Oh. They gave themselves immunity. Uh, the courts give themselves immunity the establishment of both political parties circle the wagons and protect each other. So back at, going back to 1992, and I talk about this in my book too, as well, Justice Scalia, may his soul rest in peace, wrote a majority opinion for the Supreme Court where he said, the grand jury belongs to the American people, not the three branches of government. So what we've been doing at Freedom Watch is that we have citizens' grand juries. For instance, we've indicted Anthony Fauci for negligent homicide, killing six million people throughout the world. His gain-of-function research was reasonably foreseeable that something would happen. And even if it wasn't, it was negligent. We've indicted Joe Biden, Hunter Biden and James Biden, uh, Joe Biden's brother, for massive bribery from communist China, Ukraine, and Russia. Want to know why Biden didn't want Pelosi to go to China? Because he's owned by China. Yeah. So the American people needed to take matters into their own peaceful and legal hands, and we're now in the process of trying Joe Biden, and his son, and his brother, and Fauci. And you can go to FreedomWatchUSA.org and see that. Okay. Uh, and and we will seek convictions. I'm convinced we'll get them. We have a citizens judge. We were going to give them a jury, but they didn't show up to even plead, so they're not entitled to that. We could have entered a default judgment, but we didn't. We're still taking evidence. And we'll give them an opportunity, uh, once they're convicted, to argue that they shouldn't be convicted. Much more opportunity than they give the American people. Uh, You know, it reminds me of the days leading up to the French Revolution, where Louis XVI and his wife, Queen Marie Antoinette, told the French people to go pound sand. (laughs) <laughs> the, the words in French were après moi le déluge, after us the flood, meaning I could give a flying you-know-what-what what happens yeah. after we cash in on the French people. And that's what's happening right now with, with our politicians and both political parties. The Democrats are pure evil. The Republicans have become a money uh, racketeering enterprise. How many emails do you get every day asking for more money? And when they get in power, what have they done? Did they balance the budget? Did they reform Obamacare? Did they give us the clarion call on what was going to happen in Afghanistan? And killing, you know, one, you know, half-dead uh, terrorist 20 years later is not going to solve the problem in Afghanistan. After they Charlie Wilson like hired to...
4: him and worked with him for decades.
8: Right, right. And, 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 you know, so this is where we are right now. And, and the other aspect is is that we have a third Continental Congress, which we started uh, last July, uh, where delegates have meeting from around the country to vote on declaring independence. We don't want a new nation. We want a new government. We want civil leaders. We want judges who are elected, who don't get there through through bribery, frankly, through political campaign contributions. And we need to take immunity away from government officials to answer your questions so they can be held accountable for their actions. Right now they're immune, and the judges protect them, and they protect the judges.
4: And then just something that's happened that's really annoyed me. Joe Biden's brother, who you mentioned, most people don't, he received a contract. This is when George Bush was in office to build homes in Iraq after the war was over. One point five billion dollars. We can't find any information on that. Were the homes built? Was the money paid? Mm-hmm. How how can this go on, this open and notorious scheme, as Joe Biden then last week enriches the Ukrainian oligarch-run government with 550 million more dollars just because he decided to, and it's a blurb in the news, and yet that same government has shut down all opposition, all opposition parties. That same government was in a civil war with its people for eight years. I mean, I just don't get, Larry, why why the people have no recourse in this open misappropriation. Well, they don't, a, and, and let's look bri- at the other
8: side of the coin. You remember uh, Dick Cheney and Halliburton, Yeah. right? So they come up with this Sony intelligence that they're weapons of mass destruction. Halliburton, Cheney's company, before he became vice president, moves in to Iraq and profits uh, by what's going on with inflated contracts, you know, sweetheart contracts. And, and this is what uh, President Eisenhower said many, many years ago when I was just a, l- a little boy. Uh, it's the military industrial complex. And they're making money half hands over fists. You have got big pharma, who, who, with the you know, in conjunction with our government, has pushed these vaccines on off on us, making trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. And now it's clear they don't even work, notwithstanding the side effects. The people who have been you know injured and and, and we don't know what's going to happen years from now. You know, we've got women taking this that gave birth to kids. We don't know what that effect is. They're pushing it on five year olds. You know, you can't believe a word the government says.
4: Well, every profession, and, uh, every profession, it's illegal to steer. That's called steering. You're steering profit. You're forcing coercion. How is this even legal in my country, Larry? I, 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 there has to be some well, force
8: legally. It, 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 there is, and, and what I'm saying is that people have a right, like Wyatt Earp, <laughs> to take matters <laughs> into their own legal hands. Before we had a Justice Department... On July 1st, 1870, it was the American people who needed out justice. We have the right to do it again. It's never been nullified. That's what Scalia was saying. He said the American people still have that right. And uh, it was a majority opinion. It was in different context. But you can take it further. And if we're going to head off a violent revolution, which is where we're headed right now, I mean, January 6th was just a warm-up act, and that wasn't violent. But the next time, it's going to be the storming of the Bastille. On July 14th, 1789 in Paris, it's
10: going to be where
8: people, are, people will be taken to the, figuratively speaking, to the guillotines. Because the American people see that they've been sold out. They've been sold out. And there's, you know, and there's President Trump out there who, who was saying this. You remember when he came down the escalator, mm-hmm. uh, when he announced in 2016, he said, you know, I know how it works. I bribed them all. They came looking for money from me. Now I'm worth $8 billion. I am worth 8000000000 i do not need to bribe them anymore. Now I'm going to do something for the American people, yeah. but he played the game. He knows how it works. How and we all a, know how it works.
4: How about a default on 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 policy? How about not funding Social Security? I mean, I, first of all, I'm against Social Security. I want to I want to I want to break it by being the first American who says I don't want your money. Just give me mine back. It's never really been challenged in the Supreme Court level, has it? Or just that one time after FDR passed it. And he had all the sycophants on there. Has it ever, do we not have the right to re challenge it, seeing how the government hasn't funded it since it passed?
8: Yeah, you do. And I don't, frankly, I don't recollect whether it ever has been challenged. But the other thing that many people tried to challenge over the years was income tax. There's nothing in the Constitution about income tax, it's excise taxes, tariffs, and, and whatever. There are a lot of things that, you know, have been unchallenged. Another thing that went unchallenged. Uh, Who is eligible to run for president? You know, if you raise this issue, you're called a racist, only because the issue arose with Obama. But there have been plenty of white candidates who don't qualify as natural-born citizens. And and natural-born citizens have been defined as someone born in this country or a U.S. territory to two citizen parents. And, you know, that hasn't been challenged. Obama was an illegitimate president. McCain, if he had been elected would have been an illegitimate president. Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio do not qualify under the definition as natural-born citizen to run for president, and they're white. So there are lots of things that slide by, or the fact that judges think they're there for life. The Constitution says they serve for good behavior, which means bad behavior, you're out. And bad behavior, there have been a few cases in American history where judges were removed. There's only been eight impeachments in American history. One out every 32 years. Are you' telling me there's not more corrupt judges than that, but the ones that were removed were either drunks or didn't show up to work primarily. And, um, but it doesn't this is what we've got. How do you have a country where there's no legal recourse to what exactly you're talking about to the corruption of the American people? The only logical explanation, and Jefferson predicted it was a bloody revolution again. He predicted it. I'm trying to head it off. You are. Other people are, too. I don't want to see that. No. But that's what's going to happen. And, and when people, you know, are paying what they're paying for gasoline right now, and the price will go up, the only reason it's going down a dollar is because Biden emptied out our, our, uh, our reserves, you know, our national security reserves. When you can't afford, you know, to drive your car to work, when you, the, the cost of food is so high, when you can't get baby formula for your child, When rampant inflation, and it's not 9.1%, it's more like 20%, if you do an actual calculation, it isn't cooked. You know, when the people feel like, you know, they're not getting their bread, as they felt in in France, you know, know, we eat steak, the French love bread, is that, you know, you're going to have a violent revolt. It's going to happen if things continue the way they are.
4: Have you ever, I, I, I also can't believe that it's legal for us to not be able to have the president uh, impeached for his, 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 his the fact that he's unfit. He's clearly suffering from dementia, yet we know nothing of the drugs he's on. It's evident every time he opens his mouth. Can the people, you know, you're seeing Democrats now distance mm-hmm. themselves, but isn't there something that the people can do? Can we have, in essence, a no-contest movement?
8: Well, the Twenty Fifth Amendment allows the president's cabinet to remove them, but they're not going to remove them because, I mean, they're just—it's just a freak show. I mean, you can see these people from Pete Buttigieg on down.
4: I'm shocked uh, we don't have a no-confidence vote. That there isn't a. a, a well, this
8: is of- the thing. This is why we are deciding that we create a new government. We the the founding fathers were brilliant, but they weren't God. They made a few mistakes. And one of the mistakes is they created a mechanism that's never worked. You can't impeach a president. We've never impeached and convicted a president. You know, the closest we came to it is when Nixon resigned. And at least he was a patriot. He realized he was harming the country, so he got out. But these people won't get out, and, and they'll drag us down. And, and Biden could care less. He's 78. Look, he'll, he'll be dead shortly of, you know, of his own volition. Huh. Someone doesn't give him something in the White House <laughs> because he's a liability. But, but uh, he doesn't care. He's not going to be around. So we need to, to make some changes to our Constitution that we can get rid of the president peacefully and legally. We can't survive another two and a half years with this guy.
4: No. I There's mean, no we're only we a year and a half into this. And now, you know, I always thought that it was illegal for everybody to have policies of coercion and steering. And yet every policy that comes out of this administration is about just that. Everyone rooted in force in. Uh, in, in Look at what in they've threat. got on the,
8: uh, their cabinet secretaries. I mean, Buttigieg really gets under my skin. Here's a guy who took three months off at the height of the supply chain crisis <laughs> to be with do. his ma- male wife hosing uh-huh. in bed with him with two surrogate kids as if his male wife just gave birth. I mean, this guy's mentally ill, Yeah, mentally ill. You know, look at the freak that's running uh, Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy looks like he's about ready to collapse at any moment.
4: And openly you know, lying I mean, to the people. I mean, I, I, you know, I think what I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around is that there really is this two sets of rules They can insider trade. They can steer to their campaign contributors. They can nullify laws they don't like. Yet I can't find a state to nullify income tax laws. I mean, it's just I don't like the idea that I am going to have to admit I am a slave to a a corrupt government. I, I, I would never be that.
8: You are a slave. Remember Ronald Reagan's words. What are the scariest words in the English language? I'm here from the government, and I'm here to help you. They don't help us. That they work against us. And, you know, in Washington, D.C., one of the things I'm advocating in our Third Continental Congress, you can see that at FreedomWatchUSA.org and also read about it in my book, It Takes a Counter-Revolution, is that, you know, we need uh, real leaders. We need new government. We need to elect cabinet secretaries, not have them appointed. Uh, there are lots of things that we can do to fine-tune it. We need maybe a recall provision put into our Constitution. You know, the California government is, is out of control, it's essentially communist, but actually California has more progressive laws than most of the, uh, progressive in the real sense, than the rest of the country, not in a leftist sense. So if the right people were there, uh, you can get rid of the DA from San Francisco or the DA from uh, Los Angeles. You can get rid of, uh, you know, governor. Uh, they almost recalled Newsom.
4: And we need to eliminate the open and notorious bribery scheme of lobbying. I'm so sick of this. It's open bribery. They call it lobbying. K Street never has a recession. Main Street gets boarded up. It has to come to an end, and that's why FreedomWatchUS.org. This is where I can go, and I can sign up, and I can watch, and I can participate, correct?
8: FreedomWatchUSA.org. you join our Justice League, Uh, please contribute with tax-deductible contributions. What we're doing is very expensive. We need to get bigger. And and watch what we're doing. I'm going to have a uh, an excerpt of our trial up on our website tomorrow. Go to freedomwatchusa.org. We are trying, and we are fine. Biden, his brother, and his son, no one else will do it. It won't happen. Uh, and Fauci. Fauci, frankly, should get life in prison. That's how many millions of people Larry uh, has been has responsible been doing for doing this.
4: Since Joe Biden had his real hair, not that fake, that doll hair sewn to his head. Larry Clayman has been a warrior, and you're somebody I admire. And I'm telling you, I want you to represent me when I sue the government for Social Security. I don't want it. I just want my money back. Let's break the wall of tyranny.
8: Well, let's, let's talk about it. You do have standing to do that because he pays Social Security.
4: Exactly. I want my money back. I you don't do. want your money. I like this, Larry Klayman. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you. Okay,
8: brother. God bless. Thank you.
4: We'll be be back with your calls and comments after this.
8: This is the
0: Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
1: Nice pull, squirrel.
4: Before I move on to Amos Holkstein, charlatan extraordinaire for the Democrat Mafia, and the idiot steering billions and billions, if not trillions, into the green energy boondoggle, of which he is a apparatchik and actually a cohort. Let's take Don in Meriville. Hi, Don.
1: Hey, hey Sean. Uh, I've been, I started working when I was 15 and a half because I lied on my application and said I was 17. When I got my first paycheck, I was so happy to see that big dollar sign. And then I seen the pay stub and seen all the deductions, and they s- seen Social Security. And they says, they said, I didn't have a choice in the matter. It was already deducted out of there. And they says, oh, well, that's for when you retire in your golden years, it'll be there for you. Yeah. So all these years, I had no choice in the matter. Now that it's time for me to retire and start getting it back, I'm being told that the that the uh, Social Security account is about empty because they've been giving it to everybody else that shouldn't be getting it.
4: And not only that, that excuse of it being empty is why they can perpetrate a Ponzi scheme that any private citizen, any private entity, any private company would go directly to jail for and tax other people to pay you. And it's, it's truly a diabolical plan that was a seed of socialism and Marxism and fascism that has now grown into the forest that we can't seem to find a path in. And this is why citizens need to sue it.
1: You need to sue it. It was really disheartening because uh, hearing that, but then then you did touch on it about just give me the money back that you took from me. All the interest that you made off of it all these years, I ain't worried about that. Just give me the money back that you took from me and leave me alone. And you owe it to your
4: unborn great-grandchildren to break it because that weapon... Will be used to tax him into mediocrity, which is the system of cannibalism. It is the system of fascism and socialism. It is why we need to break it the way they built it, and that's the cornerstone. That's why you and need it. to break that system apart.
1: And Larry and Larry touched the right thing when he said about Biden. Uh, he's going to be dead before too long. Yeah. Uh, uh, Biden's not the thing to worry about. He's just the puppet. Yeah. You need to think about who the puppeteer is that's got his arm up Biden's rear.
4: The one who's got I terminal. think it's Soros. Well, I think it's, I think it's the movement itself. It's the movement well, itself because the movement has we should oligarchs. Be on, yeah, well, the movement Biden has oligarchs. going to be gone. Yeah, and the movement has oligarchs, and it's their heirs and descendants that are going to be in control of things. That's why you're not to have a two-tiered system, and we need to break it apart. And I'll give you another example of a two-tiered system. Anybody out there ever hear of Amos Hochstein? Uh, You probably haven't, except on this show. Amos Holkstein is a punk, born in 1973. He worked in the U.S. uh, Congress as a lackey. He's a lobbyist. He was brought in by Barack Obama. He was immediately grabbed by uh, Joe Biden, where he was a consultant. After being a lobbyist, he went into private sector. Go figure. He joins a bunch of phony baloney green energy companies, but the most important one was one out of Ukraine, where he left... During a corruption investigation, the name of that company is called Naftogaz. Oh, they have such great names for their companies. Well, now he's a big deal in the green energy eco-Nazi movement. And right now, he's steering billions and billions in all of these new bills. Let's hear from the
6: genius, shall we? Uh, oil prices were at about, just about $120. And today, they're at about $95, so a $25 uh, decline almost in, in oil prices. That's quite remarkable, and it...
4: What about the shoot-up from $40 to 120 huh, nitwit? And by the way, that's a spike price. And then you could talk about all the other chicanery that went on.
5: I still fear by a lot of analysts that come the fall because of inflationary pressures that the price of oil is going to go back up again. But let me just drill down <laughs> on what you said a moment ago about the war in Ukraine. We heard this president say over and over and over again. We heard every aide that, that was willing to... You know, speak in front of a, a microphone say, it's Putin's price hike, it's Putin's price hike, it's Putin's price hike. You pointed out the war in Ukraine is still raging and prices are coming down. So what about this idea that this was Putin's price hike? Many people say that's a fallacy because the war is still raging and prices are coming down.
6: Well, um, it's not a fallacy. Uh, if you look at the charts... So why are prices look coming where, down? Look, I, I'll explain. The prices start going up as soon as Putin starts... Uh, intervening they in the were going energy up market before that. in Europe. No, no, they actually weren't. Uh, sure they were They were going up. They were going. No, that's just factually not true. They- you know what is factually true,
4: you charlatan bastard, is that you never got a job until after your service in the corrupt Obama administration. It wasn't until March 2017 that you joined Tellurane, a private Houston-based LNG company. Let's see if they get money in this new green boondoggle. Something says they are. And what was the job you got? Your first big job after Obama. You were a senior vice president in marketing, marketing until your departure in 2020. Hmm. In the meantime, you also were an uh, Atlantic Council at the U.S.-India Business Council. How did you get that? How did you get that? And then how in the world did you end up for a Ukrainian energy company called Naftogaz? You see, this is the kind of open corruption... That this political whore becomes the pimp, then becomes the bagman, Now is in charge of policy. Billions get funneled into these corrupt companies. This is steering. This is illegal in every industry except government. How in the world can this exist? Because you think the Democrats that vote for this imbecile, imbecile, really care about this kind of corruption? Or do they just want free college like the idiot in Winnetka? Who wants to talk about colonialism? Nothing that free tuition can't cure. Huh? Whore?
8: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do I
4: sign this order now? Shut up, piece of garbage. If this country had any integrity, they would indict and they would impeach this idiot and indict every cohort that works for him. Dave in Libertyville.
5: Hey, Sean. Uh, Ditto the guy, the first caller there that, you know, I started work in 1978 I was making like $2.15 an hour and they were taking money out Yeah, and I've well, been working ever since and
4: and they've been telling you
5: I, that it was I'm going into an investment
4: there. it was going into a war Just, who was it Al Gore with that lovely tipper we're going to put it in a lockbox what happened to the lockbox it's a tax it's a tax on the young it's a tax on the middle it's a tax on everybody and then when it comes to pay They don't want to. They hope you're dead. And you know something? They're right. Because a third of the people that paid all their life never get a dime. Half get less of what they're supposed to get. It is a Ponzi-seam scam.
5: I think Obama's running the show.
4: Oh, Obama's not smart enough to tie his shoes. After all, you think a guy that would marry uh, uh, Michelle is smart enough to run the show? I don't think so. One thing that you know about Obama that is unquestionable is he likes big butts and he does not lie. I'll be back to take the rest of your calls after this.
0: He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. I like big
4: butts, and I cannot lie. Cannot lie, I should have said. Cannot lie. I can't remember every rap song from the 90s. before I gave up drinking. This is, if Michelle Obama runs, this has to be the campaign song. Love it. You know somewhere Barack jumping around. You love it. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey,
3: Sean. Um, yeah, I'm calling for a friend of mine, man. He got a, a thing for,
8: <laughs> he got a thing for the
3: census. Yeah, yeah, he got a thing for the census in the mail and never filled it out. Uh Then he said they sent him something to his house saying, oh, you have to fill this out. Then they sent him a packet saying, if you don't fill this out, you can do it online, but if you don't fill it out, we're going to send someone to your house. And my thing is, well, yeah, but my thing is, do they even know how many illegal people are in this country and they want to know about an American citizen?
4: No, that's the anonymity of voter fraud. But here's the thing about a census. And I've been fighting, my wife gets hot at me every time. I chase that son of a dog off my porch every single time and i don't give a rip who's president it's none of your damn business nothing is your damn business i never and it's ever have it says it's punishable by law
6: that's what he's worried about you know going to jail for not filling So is
4: insider trading that's punishable by law but yet what about the pelosis what about congress that's punishable by law does that they get punished punish me go ahead i want to be the first guy that's put to life in prison for not filling out the census you want to I don't want to pres- uh, my friend, they go to prison. I not want to go to
3: prison.
4: Yeah, we're in a prison. This is the Biden administration prison and the Democrat mafia prison. The only difference is they need me on the outside. I'm one of those rare taxpayers, not like your roach base. Thank you very much, Lloyd. I appreciate it. This is so disgusting to me. What the hell do you mean it's punishable? I don't want to give you any information. Mind your own business, scumbags. I want to know about Joe Biden's. I'd like to have him fill out the census. And his brother... You know, the one in California that fled from the $180,000 judgment for killing the guy on the bicycle? Whatever happened to that? Huh, Joe? Biden crime family? I want to know how Amos, what the hell's his name? Holstein? How in the hell did Amos Holstein become vice president after being in in, uh, Obama's administration and then become an executive on a Ukrainian gas company? How did that happen? And then he comes back and is in charge of our policy? And all of these new bills steer money to that company? How did that happen? Is that in the census, you crooked bastards? I don't think it is. But I know one thing's for sure. None of this is constitutional. None of it. This whole damn government is unconstitutional. Every policy they have is unconstitutional.
6: When you hear that they named it, the Inflation Reduction Act, do you just laugh out loud? I mean, do you you know how Washington works? And all the money
4: goes to every company that the administration's sycophants work for. Every single one of these advisors all pay off their former employees, and the other ones have stock options.
6: But do you see the sort of irony in, in, in tacking on another $700 billion with tax in, increases and spending involved? Does that in any way look like an inflation reduction bill to you? Are you uh, for
1: it? I think there's a study out of Penn uh, that tries to evaluate the inflation. They've already they've already thrown that out and said that's inflationary. They don't believe. But it. Uh,
6: you know, how
4: much money goes goes to companies that Jennifer Granholm had stock in or has stock in? How many go to companies that advisors for Biden and the administration work for? How much money goes to it? Oh, it's the Inflation Reduction Act. No, it's not. It's a pay to play payoff act. That's what it is, and you're going to pay off all these Democrat rat bastards and everybody that was stupid enough to give them a job.
1: I did look at the uh, Committee for Responsible Budgets uh, Another thing that. that. Wait,
4: we got a committee for responsible budgets? Well, where in the hell have they been for the last 40 years? Huh? you in Vegas with the IRS heads living on our money, splashing it up?
6: Throw
1: out. But, but basically, I would say those numbers are small, uh, so whatever effects are coming through those channels are very small.
4: So that's called slippage. That's acceptable thievery and fraud. You think this is a party? It's a mafia.
1: Um, The central bank, U.S. central bank and central banks around the world all have inflation targets. Why do they have inflation targets? Because we think the main responsibility for inflation lies.
4: Because they're all in on it. And you're bribing foreigners. You're bribing other countries so that not only they can hire your hoax but so that they'll support your corruption in a skewed scam of a monetary policy and system. Yeah, keep buying it, and soon you'll end up at this.
0: Inflation is stretching the dollar of many Texans, so much so that it's leading to a food insecurity in the Lone Star State.
4: Yeah, that's what they call broke because your government stole from you. I can't believe it's the end of the show. Can we talk to whoever's got the the next hour? I want at least 15 minutes of his show. Remind him of what happened to Hannity when he messed with me. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night,
0: have an American night.